Hello everyone and welcome back to the JoyClicks Gamescast. This is your episode for November 5th, 2021. Kevin, as they say, remember, remember the 5th of November. You got this episode to help remember it by. Wait, where is that from? I don't even know that reference, I don't think. Do I? That is the uh, Hugo Weaving V for Vendetta movie. I've never seen that. But the, the mask from that movie is the anonymous mask. Oh, okay, gotcha. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. I, I've I've never seen that, but it, I, it, 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 if people say that, people say that. You know, it's all good. I also think that's quoting like some literature. I think that is mm. not originally mm. from the film. I think it's just popular because of the film. Interesting. But, uh, Interesting. Look at yeah. that. The more you know, the more you know. My name is Christian Buckley. Kevin Diaz is. <laughs> the cozy conductor back back at it again greetings um how you doing oh you know just chilling hanging out uh we're we're finally beyond the worst holiday you know you know what i'm being alone okay it's 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 not the worst of the of the legitimate holidays right like things that we have activities for right it's Mm -hmm. it's definitely Mm -hmm. my least favorite you know what i'm saying but shout out to halloween easter you know what i'm saying do you celebrate um, Easter? Yeah, but that's just like a dinner, you know. We don't do like a like an egg hunt or something like that. We'll like go to church, sure, but you know what I'm saying. Um, but like, yeah, but then it's like, well, you're gonna yeah. put Halloween below Easter. Yeah, that's that's you're telling that, me right now. That's the thing. It's like, am I really gonna do that? You know, they're 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 perhaps in the same tier. See, Halloween, you <laughs> get out of it what you put into it. That's the thing, because. In college, Halloween was whatever most of the years. Went to like a party one or two years. But like now, when we're all sad adults, mm. you just get to dress up, eat some candy, mm-hmm. maybe watch a horror movie, have a good time, you know? You got this perfect opportunity, Mr. PlayStation. I feel like you could do a cool PlayStation cosplay every year. What the, what the hell? What gives? You're an I influencer. Just, yeah. People would love that. You're right. You're right. Um, I would like to uh, get into some physical fitness. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and hey, we're 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 on our way. You know, right. I already have next year. Like, if I can assemble all this, I think I have a really cool cosplay next year. You know, but but we'll we'll see how that all shakes up. I liked your costume though. I liked yours. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? I love it. Some uh, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange. You know what I'm saying? But the new version. You know. Is it even Doctor yeah, Strange? Com- question mark. You know what I'm saying? Maybe. Uh, comfy Doctor Strange was the direction. Absolutely. I threw that thing together in like ten minutes. <laughs> so. Because um, I saw, I saw. Um, damn, it's. I I know her name when I read it. It's Kayla. It's not Kayla, is it? Yes, Kayla. It is Kayla. Okay, because it has a very unique spelling. I saw her. With the Scarlet Witch fit, and I was like, okay, then that means Christian's got to be Vision, right? Like, is that what's going down? You know, is he going to be like prim proper mm-hmm. Vision, like with just the, mm-hmm. you know, regular clothing or the 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 whole thing? What, what what happened there? So we didn't spend Halloween together, is the problem. I see. Uh, so I it was see. like fair mm, point. Fair point. Mm. And uh, also, I didn't want to do the red face paint because I knew it would stain my face. So. I was like, you yeah. know, what? I'm just gonna do Doctor Strange. I got, I can grow a goatee. I can put some stuff in my hair to make it look a little salt and peppery, and yeah, it came together very nicely. I, think. I hear but. you. I hear you. I hear you. Beautiful. 
Um, well, we got some interesting stuff to talk about today. Uh, a month coming at this point, but POTS this week is going to be Metroid Dread spoilers. So if you are sensitive to, the, to that, um, you don't have to worry because POTS is the end of the show. But uh, just know we got that coming alongside some updates to some interesting news stories we've talked about in the past, more impressions of Guardians, and a handful of other things. But first, Kevin, it's patch notes time. Patch, 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 patch. Let's kick off with the the actual update to a story um blizzard activision blizzard things have been changing week to week pretty much in terms of the investigations the lawsuits everything like it's changing pretty much every day um but a notable thing that happened as a development this past week was Blizzard had two co-leaders after Jay Allen Brack left back in, I think, August of the summer when a lot of the accusations started coming out, which, can you believe that was August? I thought it was before that. Well, he left in August. I think the things might have started, like, yeah. early August or, like, July, I think. Yeah, yeah. Wait, no, like, I wasn't, like, correcting you, like... I was mm-hmm. just, like, astonished that, like, that was in August. Like, no, yeah. Felt, mm-hmm. Like, it felt way further back than that, you know? Interesting. Yeah, so in his absence as head of the company, Mike Ibarra and Jen O'Neill stepped up as co-leaders. And just a couple months later, Jen O'Neill announced her departure. She said she's leaving to focus on uh, Women in Gaming International, I think, to just sort of work for a nonprofit for this sort of um, organization that's you know, helping where Blizzard has had a weak point with all these um, developments. So now Mikey Barra is the current head of Blizzard. I'm not a big Blizzard guy, as in I've never really played any of their games, but Mikey Barra is kind of like the last name I recognize from Blizzard over watching presentations the last few years. Like, everybody else is gone. Yeah. So... Is Overwatch a, considered mm-hmm. Blizzard? Yes. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Okay, you're right, yeah. Like, I thought so, but, like, I would just double-check. So, like, that would be the one game I, like, act- that I care about to a degree, you know? But, like, I don't play mm-hmm. Overwatch regularly at all, but it, it's one of those games, like, I wish I played more of, you know what I'm saying? Um sure. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. I'm in a similar boat with, like, Diablo, Right. Like Diablo seems like the game that I would like a lot out of their catalog. I just haven't put the time in. But um, alongside this, in a investors meeting, they announced the delay of Overwatch 2 and Diablo 4 into 2023 or beyond for both, which... I didn't honestly know that Diablo 4 was supposed to come out next year. I didn't know Overwatch 2 was supposed to come out next year. I don't think they ever announced that, right? I think they said for Overwatch, I think they said 2022. Okay. I think. I can't speak for Diablo. I would definitely have, like, I would definitely know more about um, uh, Overwatch than Diablo. But I'm pretty sure, I think they said it, but if they didn't, maybe, like, the... Maybe maybe the assumption was next year, you know, something like mm-hmm. that. I don't know. But, yeah, now they pushed the – well, did they even say 2023 or did they just say they just been delayed, like, indefinitely? 
I think they said into for at least Overwatch. I think was into the next fiscal year, so that is twenty twenty three or early twenty four. Right. But like Diablo, as far as I know, had no window date assigned to it. I thought that was going to be a twenty twenty four game to begin with. So interesting developments. Um, they basically Schreier said that the reasoning behind it was that management and leadership on those project projects has shifted around a lot. Right. And. The general consensus I saw, which is just an interesting topic, is that, like, man, Activision really, really dropped the ball on Overwatch, dude. Yeah, I don't, man, like, it's been interesting with Overwatch, because, like, I am excited to, like, have have a starting point to jump in with the sequel, right? But, like, the prospect of, like, Overwatch 2 is the same prospect of, like, Destiny 2, right? Where it's, like, yeah, this felt like a platform, and it seems like you're doing... Or you're trying to emulate, like, a COD type of style where you just put out one every year or put out one every few years, etc. You know what I'm saying? And, like, have that mm-hmm. moment to drop a new iteration of that game, right? When I feel like they should be doing Overwatch 2 in quotes like, uh, you know, Taken King. Like the, uh, was it the Witch Queen? This new one, right? The Witch Queen is the new one, yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's funny you say that because, like, yeah. Bungie talked about... um. Because, you know, Bungie used to work with Activision and Destiny was an Activision project for a long time. Right. Um, They said leading up to Beyond Light, which was the 2020 expansion, that if they were with Activision still, that would have been Destiny 3's launch window. So, like... Yep. Makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. It's just what Activision does at this point. It's what they want out of their studios. But, yeah, Overwatch, I feel like got put on ice at least... Again, I don't follow it much at all. Like, I, I think I follow the um, the OWL on Twitter just because it's, like, relevant to the industry. But, yeah, I feel like I stopped hearing about new stuff in Overwatch, like, in 2019. Yeah. And then yeah. They just have the weird... sequel's going to be 2023. Like, th- people moved on, right? I don't know. No, like, I mean, I, I'm not, like, in the trenches in the uh, Overwatch community, right? But, like... I know there's definitely still an audience there, and there's definitely still sure, a fan sure. base there, right? Like, it's still pumping, right? Um, it's just the way they've talked about Overwatch 2 is very weird. Like, they'll, you know, they've, like, showed off, like, the redesigns of, like, all the different heroes and stuff like that in the game. They've also shared that, like, you know, they're not going to split the multiplayer bases, right? So, like, if you have Overwatch 1, you're going to be able to play with Overwatch 2, people that have overwatch yeah, so, 2 right that's kind of weird because then it's like okay that sounds like a platform <laughs> like like this sounds like yeah an expansion. it sounds like an expansion exactly but like they don't want to but they still want to sell you that you know and granted yeah. they, they do have the campaign which they've showed a little bit mm-hmm. of that right so that's a that's a you know thing that differs from it but it is very it is definitely weird definitely weird uh, the other notable thing that happened recently was last week's time capsule, the state of play that happened. Um, Indeed. Kevin, you know, I had a dream that there was a video presentation, but I woke up and I was like, wait, was that just a blog post? And then uh, I was like, wait, no, Kevin reacted to this. Yeah, I did. And I looked I at did. it and I was I like, did. oh, to, this, was a, this was a state of play. Indeed. To no surprise. You know, said it here last week on the show. You know what I'm saying? Not going to be anything crazy. You know, don't mm-hmm. go in. Expecting something crazy. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, yeah, that's 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 what we got. You know, uh, I think 
objectively, this is probably the worst state of play. I think I think that's clear in the way, something that you could say. But we did get a huge W, though. We got Death's Door, baby. You know what I'm saying? Can we get a little clap for that? Because I thought it was going to be one of those um, ex exclusive deals like Hades, where it would take a year mm -hmm. to get there. But I don't know if mm -hmm. Shuhei, you know, got up and, 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 you know, started to scoop this game, get a little bit more aggressive with that. Or it was just like a six-month exclusivity window or, or, or something like that, you know. Um, so either way, that was the best thing. Oh, uh, not like that was the most excited I was at that state of play. Was seeing that Death's Door November 23rd, I think. You know, I'll definitely be playing that. Not sure if I'm playing it on Switch or PS5. I'm not sure yet. I gotta. That in my eyes is a great Switch game, so right? I will be playing it on Switch when, yeah. I, when I play it. Like, but yeah, I gotta, I gotta see both versions and see what we got going on. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know, because like all of the indies that I don't have on PlayStation are on Switch, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's like might as well just keep all the indies on Switch. You know what I'm saying? Keep the indie machine and Switch Nintendo first party going. But yeah. we'll see. We'll see. I'll I'll say this. Hades, I think I messed with it a little bit on Xbox and like it it looks nice on a big screen, but it doesn't to my eye look that much different from how the Switch looks when it's docked. And I think hand I play my Switch handle a lot and I think uh Hades which is a comparable game in terms of what you're actually doing moment to moment. Um right. yeah. I think plays and runs really well handheld. So if Death Store is similar at all, then I think that's a no brainer for me to pick up there, but I, yeah. I, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, ya. yeah. We'll see. We'll see. I'll. I'm kind of leading towards Switch. You know, just to like, hey, mm -hmm. end of night, be be. You know, right before I go to bed. You know. Yeah. On my big TV, placement Switch. You know. We'll I see. will also say, um, the highlighted thing going into the presentation was Little Devil Inside, which. Um, yep. Outside of Stray was like the only indie that really had my attention at that reveal event um so like what we saw i think combined with the original showing of little devil inside it's a very interesting unique looking game that i would like to play um but no word on a a date year nothing at the moment so um right yeah i, I feel like this could have been one of those like we got 10 things to tweet about over the course of the day. Here's a bunch of trailers on this thread, you know? Right, right. Because I'm with you. Right. I think as a state of play, it was it was really weak. It was, like, probably the weakest one that I've yeah. seen. Definitely weak, but, hey, you know, at least it didn't hype it. At least it didn't, you know, like, deceive anyone, really. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At least I feel like I was not deceived. You know what I'm saying? Like, they said, hey, third-party partnerships, period. That's it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, that's that. Yeah, but but that's that. That doesn't take away from it being an objectively bad state of play, you know, and the worst one, you know. But hey, it is what it is. Yeah, it's all good. I think they could probably benefit from like a rebranding in a way. Like you know how with directs, there's Nintendo Direct, Nintendo Direct Mini indie world and also the uh the ones from like late last year that were just third party they were called like the partner showcases yeah i i think maybe because they kind of already do that with the playstation showcase because they've done like two or three of those at this point and two. then yeah, the state two. of plays yeah um just get a little more granular with it and i feel like people will set expectations a little better 
Because I was I wasn't disappointed because they did say it was going to be a third party event, but like I feel like I don't know what state of play means anymore. Because there was that seven minute one about destruction all stars. There was the twenty five minute one about ghost, and then there was this partner one. Like it just yeah, feels I really mean, scattered. Like I mean, like as far as you know right now, you know state of play can be I believe one of three things. Um, we have the traditional state of play that has a variety of um, you know bigger third party stuff. Etc. You know, maybe a first party trailer here and there. We have the focused first party state of play, uh, and then now we have the birthing of uh, the third party weaker tier state of play. But even me having to dictate three different state of plays is that what they want? <laughs> but I, you know, like at the end of the day, like I do feel like they've done a good job at at least telling us ahead of time what's going on. I don't believe they did that early on, right? So I think early on they definitely struggle with that with like setting expectations engaging you know and letting us know like what's going to be there and what's not going to be there um i think early on they weren't great at that but i think over time the past few state of plays i feel like they've been super clear on like what is going to be there regardless of you know what you go what you're going in expecting from a state of play specifically you know so um i don't know like at least they tell us (laughs) you know what i'm saying at least they tell us what is going down uh, but I don't know if like having like another name moniker would help necessarily. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I think I think it might help in the way the way that like the people that would the way they currently set expectations. I feel like the people that will have the expectations tempered are the people that are reading every single PlayStation tweet. They have notifications on. They know the second it gets announced when it's going to happen you know because like not everybody who watches the state of play stuff is tapped in like that they'll see playstation went live with a state of play they're like oh state of play they announced that seven remake last time i watched one and then you get the negativity so like i don't know On on a more grand level i think you can maybe differentiate differentiate with the title maybe hmm state of play trying to think of something that's like Sta- of play that we could do um, the city of play you know a little bit more a little just, more focused you know what i'm saying instead of state you know so the, it's a big state the, the city know? of the town of play is the mm. indies the city of play is the third parties the state of play is the first party first party like focus ones okay i see yeah I see and then the yeah. countries of play is mm. the e3 level ones mm. Mm. So we're just throwing out the PlayStation Showcase entirely. We're just going to go country, state, city, and town. Let's go. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, geographical mass is what Fuck you do. Yeah. You compare to give expectations. Absolutely. You'll love to see it. Play edition, hire us. Come on, you guys. Come on. Hire us. Well, why don't we move on to the games we've been playing? Um, uh, we both have been playing more Guardians of the Galaxy. We can get to that in just a second, but... Uh, I wanted to bring up Destiny's in its downtime right now for the season because this is around the time the expansion was supposed to come out. So this is their dead month. And because of that, because I need a more casual, let's just pop into this, do some dailies game. uh, I revisited one of my favorite games of the year, Monster Hunter Rise, and uh, did a few more hunts, getting deeper into the end game on that. And... I ended up also starting a new character on Monster Hunter World to introduce a couple of my friends who have the game through the PS5 collection. 
the plus collection um, into Monster Hunter. So I've been able to, I've been playing both basically simultaneously. And I think Rise is very interesting because it's kind of a different Monster Hunter where it's built for the handheld in mind. So you really get into a hunt real quick. You don't have to track the monster. It's just you can get in there if you're good you can get the monster dead in under 10 minutes where going back to world much slower game way more deliberate in terms of what you have to be doing moment to moment and traversing the environment so i think it's a really interesting balance to the point where i don't know which one i prefer at this point in time (laughs) if i'm being honest Hmm. interesting 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 Mm -hmm. well glad you're having fun with that you know what I'm saying? Did like, is there any more content coming with like Monster Hunter World or like, or has that like sunsetted like a while ago in terms of like new content and stuff? So most Monster Hunters, as far as I know, because World was my first one, um, they either get like a re-released Goatee edition with new content, or with World they get an expansion. Like World got Iceborne, and it was a paid expansion that also got a little bit of post-launch support, and that kind of cooled off, I want to say, at the beginning of 2020. Yeah. Um, so that game's toast. Right now, the main monster hunter from Capcom is Rise, because Rise is going to be launching on PC early next year as well, and the Rise expansion is next summer. So I imagine Monster Hunter World 2 will be a game that releases this generation and will come out on ps5 and xbox and pc but um yeah currently the focus there's one monster hunter game at a time and right now it's rise right so i see i see but yo to, to double back a little bit on the destiny talk yo uh i've been seeing a lot of uh a lot of twitter controversy you know what i'm saying they're not enjoying what? the way bungie's taking away all this content you know vaulting it you know what i'm saying stuff that they paid for i have no opinion on that because you know you know i'm not super into destiny mm-hmm. but like uh I yeah. I think your sense is like, hey, no one was playing this anyway. Who cares or whatever. Uh, you know what I'm saying? But I, I think it's case to case. I'm seeing a lot of that because the next thing they're vaulting is Forsaken, which I still think is maybe their best piece of expansion content so far. Yeah. Um, but some of the stuff is staying, like the raid is staying. I'm pretty sure, and the Dreaming City is staying. But like, I think based off of what they said leading into the content vault is that things are going to go into the vault and we will cycle other things out and the sort of data mining thing alluded to the idea that they're going into the vault so they can get that content on the new engine so it takes up less space in the file size when it gets cycled back out of the vault it's in the new engine they optimized for next gen is that Um, something like they like that's been said like that's like official that was like a report behind the scenes that a lot of insiders were like this is like 95 percent sure this is the reason this is happening because bungie's explanation was the game is too big and their first unvaulting of a thing was the cosmodrome from destiny one optimized on the destiny 2 next gen engine not the one that was ps4 and xbox right so that is the reason of my sort of we'll wait and see i think it's just a little worse because 
there if the pandemic wasn't happening there probably would have been other stuff unvaulted at this point and they haven't announced unvaulted stuff yet like there's a raid coming out of the vaults for the expansion but as it stands i'm still like i'd rather them be doing this than starting from scratch with a destiny 3 like they did from 1 to 2 if things come out of the vaults yeah that's great but it's still up in the air i think because of the pandemic stuff yeah like yeah i get all that i think it would go a long way and like i really don't see why you wouldn't just say like hey this the vault is essentially a conversion period (laughs) where we are converting the the framework of these levels to be condensed in a file size as you've seen with like you know ps4 version of games versus ps5 version of games the ps5 version weighs a lot less in 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 terms of gigabytes right like i'm sure there's a valid reason as to why you don't want to say that now but i feel like that'd be such a beneficial thing to just be like hey guys look like these aren't gone forever like they will come back we're just converting them so that this game isn't like 300 plus gigabytes like with warzone or like a cod you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. like is it like it is there a reason why they 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 aren't saying that or is it because like they don't want to give it time like what you said because of you know pandemic stuff like they can't really you know have a concrete timeline and they would want to i, I imagine that? is that why like i would just say i it imagine that's point. yeah because of the reason yeah also i i i, I know like paul tassie's a destiny reporter that i follow a lot with um like interviews with Bungie and their stuff um and he said recently that Bungie is a bit concerned story-wise where Forsaken is the first campaign chronologically that a new player could play uh because the Red War uh Curse of Osiris and Warmind aren't there so Forsaken would be the first content people get into um and Forsaken is going to be free from next month until the Witch Queen comes out for everybody but there's a hesitancy there because the villain of forsaken i guess spoilers for destiny is now a guardian and will always just be hanging around in the tower so if a new player comes in and then they see this dude (laughs) in the tower in the hood and you're like oh cool this guy he's my buddy and then they oh, start wait, forsaken like, <laughs> wearing a hood <laughs> yes but you can still clearly see his face <laughs> no like i thought i heard in the hood and thought like the hood hood oh okay <laughs> like physical i was like wait, uh, what? okay wearing a hood gotcha okay carry yeah on. so just like in terms it's already really hard for new players to get into destiny right now if you don't have like a guide like an actual person guide um and that's just another layer of like, hey, yeah, it's kind of weird because like they're shifting from all the storytelling being only at expansions to having that like week to week television style approach to storytelling. So like there's a, a number of reasons why they're being cagey about it. But I imagine the main thing is because of the timeline of like we don't know when we can get this out sort of thing. Right, 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 right. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you know. I'm no dev, but I think it would do a lot to just, hey, guys, let's just be honest. We're just trying to lower the file size, you know. We're just trying to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's a reason why not, though. I'm sure I'm sure there's some, some reason as to why not, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, well, why don't we get talking a little more about Guardians of the Galaxy? Um, yes, sir. I don't know how many hours I've put in. I'd maybe guess around 10, and I think I'm on chapter... I left off at chapter 8, and we're not going to get into super big spoilers or, you know, anything that deep in terms of what's happening in the game, but you're around chapter 5, you said? Yeah, yeah, chapter 5, yeah. Cool. So... Last week we gave very early impressions. Uh, how has that developed for you? I guess in terms of combat, because we talked about that a lot last week, and the story character interactions. Yeah, I think last week I only played like forty-five minutes, like an hour of it. Right now, I'm a little bit more deeper. Um, man, I I I'm blown away, bro. I don't know about you, man, but I'm having a great time with this game. I think it's fantastic. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not it's not perfect, but like damn, it is closer to Goaty than I would have ever thought this game could reach. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm really enjoying this. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed. Like impressed at like damn mm-hmm. this is the pack like like this is the game? You know, we're we're like getting these uh we're getting these Mass Effect style, you know, downtimes in the Milano, talking to characters, getting getting some more about their backstory and getting more from that, from that aspect and like the actual gameplay, like when you're in an environment, um, has like a uncharted progression type of style, like where, you know, it's like, hey, we got to overcome this obstacle, environmental puzzle or, uh, you know, using a new ability or something like that. Um, combat, I'd say it's, like, a loose FF7 remake. How would you describe the combat? Like, I don't know. Like, I, like, I feel like it's a little, it's a little, um, I think it could have, like, I think it it could have been a little bit tightened up. You know what I'm saying? Sure, yeah. Yeah. I I think combat is, I think it's really fun. It is fun. I think it's pretty straightforward. Um, but... Yeah, I, I have described it as Final Fantasy VII Lite. Yeah. You know, kind of yep. like um, how Pokemon is like an entry level for JRPGs like Dragon Quest and Chrono Trigger and the old Final Fantasies. I think this is on that Pokemon level for the type of game that Final Fantasy VII Remake is, if that yeah. makes sense. That's a great way to put it, yeah. And I think that's wise, you know. Um, with like sure, such yeah. a with like a wide name like Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, like I'm sure you're gonna get you know, my my friends have asked me, you know, hey, what about that Guardians game? You know what I'm saying? And like I'm not mm-hmm. afraid to like go into a whole thing of like, oh, the combat's super deep and all of that, like or like, you know, gauge like I don't know if they're gonna be able to wrap their hands around that gameplay style because they have only sure. played, you know, two K, Madden, etc. Um mm-hmm. but I think they would be totally fine with this combat. Like I think it's easy. Yeah. It's 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 pretty easy to follow. Like it's not like anything super in depth. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah, and for even with that in mind, though, I feel like the combat isn't disappointing to me because like combat isn't super frequent in the game. Like you do a lot of th- different things in this game, um, and the majority of the time you're doing combat, it's building up to a large encounter, and yeah. the scenario of the big encounter. Is always really fun and cool and i don't think has been repeated so far uh in terms of when you get like a big enemy health bar in the top right corner of the screen that's happened to me a couple times yeah um and like those scenarios 
are preceded by maybe like two to four rooms of just shooting enemies, right? So building up to it, like it doesn't overstay its welcome with the random enemy groups because by the time you hit that um, boss encounter, let's call it that, it's like, oh, this is an awesome spectacle. It's kind of like Uncharted set PC. It's like taking your attention. You got to figure out how to tackle it. And um, I, I think that helps the fact that the combat is pretty straightforward because I never think it's like, oh, I'm doing the same combat routine every single time, you know? Yeah, 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 I'm with you. Yeah. But no, like, I'm, I'm, I'm just really blown away, man. Like, I did not think this game was going to be this good. 100%. 100%. I have no idea. Like, yeah. I did not think it was going to be this good. So, I'm a little further ahead of you. I won't get into any spoilers or story details, right? I did double check. I'm 13 hours in. Um, the story is surprising me also in terms of the direction it's going. I, I just hit the halfway point, and I think I'm being introduced to, like, the main objective of the rest of the game but in terms of the character moments like i'm really surprised and i think that we talked a lot about this last week too uh, like this game and these versions of the characters exist sort of next to the ones we're all familiar with in a way that i'm kind of preferring some of the direction in some of these character interpretations like i think drax i love dave batista and the way he plays drax he's it's so good but I think in the movies, Drax is maybe nerfed a little bit and also kind of reduced to just comedy, especially in 2, where th- in this version of the game, it, of the Marvel Universe, like Drax the Destroyer, at this point in time, he's killed Thanos like he was supposed to in the comic. Uh, he has that backstory about his wife and daughter, but he does have a lot of really nice moments. And I had a moment specifically between Peter and Drax, which is sort of that Mass Effect moment that you're talking about, that really touched me. I was like, damn, this is really well written and performed. And Star-Lord is killing it right now. So, like, yeah, I'm really impressed. Um, I think it's one of the... I'm not done, obviously, but I think it's one of the better Marvel games I've played, yeah. like, ever. Yeah. Uh, and we got to see how it all comes together. Obviously, I think the way Spider-Man plays is flawless. But story-wise, that was my disappointment with Spider-Man. And I feel like if the trajectory that I've been seeing with Guardians continues, then I think the story might like wash the Insomniac Spider-Man for me. Yeah, no, I mean, like, I'm only chapter five, right? But like, I think solely from just like, a writing perspective from a production value standpoint from a quality standpoint you know i would put it mm-hmm. up in that insomniac tier personally you yeah. know what i'm saying with the spider-man the miles like i i'd put it up there you know and like to be honest i was kind of uh it it like would not have shocked me if we got more of like an avengers type of quality and production value right where it's you know mm-hmm. a little bit less you know May, to some yeah, people, and, a lot less. You know what I'm saying, but less for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll even yeah, yeah. I'll even qualify the thing I was saying before, right? Like I was going into this with pretty like 
not high expectations, but I loved everything I saw, and I thought there was no way it would be worse than Avengers. I thought it would be at least 10 times better than Avengers. So I, I'm not, like, saying this out of shock of, like, oh, I expected this to be terrible. Like, I genuinely think it is really good and ex- exceeding my expectations in a lot of ways that were pretty high to begin with, so. I don't know where, I mean, I think I just clear my mind. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, man, you know, we're just going to see what it is. Um... Based off what I've seen, I was liking what I was seeing. You know what I'm saying? And just, like, the vision of, like, going on this adventure with the Guardians, right? Um, On top of them being so vocal about leaning into the comics and being able to learn some of these aspects that I did not get from the MCU and these different angles uh, of the Guardians. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, those were my kind of main pulls was to, like, bring me into the Guardians universe in a way that, like, I would have gotten if I was a comic book guy back in the day, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, and yeah, like, I mean, I don't know, may, I thought like maybe it could have been a Avengers scenario. What, like, was it likely? Maybe not. I don't know, but I didn't like completely rule that out of the equation. Right. Like it, it, Mm -hmm. it, it could be catastrophe. Who knows? Um, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed, man. I love the writing as well with you. I love these new angles that I'm getting like one. I guess I lightly spoil you know, it, it's more of about just one of the characters' backstories or whatever. Um, like, that whole thread of um, Gamora. Well, I don't know the full thing, but, like, Gamora and her dolls, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think I'm seeing what that is teeing up, right? And, like, how maybe she was robbed of that experience in the past and her upbringing, right? Mm-hmm. That's kind of my assumption. And that's something that you don't really get in the MCU movies, as far as I'm aware, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so like it's 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 stuff like that that like I'm really really enjoying with the game. I, I think the writing's great. Um, I really like these different character dynamics where it's like you know Rocket and Groot always gonna be tight. Uh, Peter and Drax had this interesting relationship where like Drax feels like Peter is the only one that like he can talk to about certain things. I think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Of course, Gamora and Drax are always bickering back and forth as of right now, and then Drax is kind of coming around on that. Like it's 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 cool to see these not not only the Guardians grow, but how these different you know relationships between the Guardians kind of grow and adapt and evolve and change and everything. Also, that fridge, bro, yeah. that fucking fridge, man, pissing me off, man. That is the, like it. one of the funniest jokes I've ever seen in a game. That's I so can't, good. I love that. I can't stand it, bro. It's, it's really pissing me off, man. I don't know what to do, bro. I want to just nail that motherfucker shut, bro. <laughs> it's a oh, very man. good bit. I, I'm a fan oh. of that. But, do you um, do you know the resolution of it yet? Like, is it... Wait, no. do I, do I want to know that? Okay, great. Okay, great. I want to last no, a long time. I don't time. know. I, I want to I figure it out but like at know, the very end, you know? Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm excited to see that through to the end, for sure. <laughs> um, but... I think that is everything we've been playing lately. So why don't we, Kevin, we've been blessed basically with the last few episodes where every week we can do a time capsule and the time capsule resolution gets thrown into uh, uh, patch notes the next episode. Indeed. Indeed. So cracking open a quick time capsule. As of recording, it's Wednesday, 2.57 p.m. East Coast time recording this episode. Um, it's 11 for you? 11.57? About to be noon? It is 11.57. Look at that math, man. 
Look at that. Oh, but ne- yeah, it's, next it's week. It's about to be screwed up. I just remember. Next that. week, yeah, y'all are screwing it up, man. Next week, the whole country screwing it up except for Arizona. Shot to us. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mm. feel like that doesn't get talked about as a perk of Arizona. Can I say that? My like, I my AP history teacher in high school is from Arizona, and she never shut yeah, up about that fact. So it is talked about in my really? life enough. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, maybe I don't hear about it a lot because I'm here. And it's like it's just a normal sure. thing. You know what I'm saying? Perhaps that is mm-hmm. the case. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 it's it's very. I would hate to change all my fucking clocks. What is that? What is that? Yeah, it gets darker earlier. Don't like that. The spring though, the spring is always nice. That's insane, man. That's insane. So now we're moving forward, right? So now. So when does the podcast start for you tomorrow? I mean, next week. That is a question that I can think about when I'm not trying to host a show and can't do math. Like, is it like fall back? It's fall back, right? It's spring ahead, fall back. Okay, gotcha. So for me, it's still the same. I don't Hmm. don't know. Uh, Hmm. Anyway, Elden Ring tweeted earlier today. Uh, They said, join us for a 15-minute glimpse of Elden Ring gameplay on November 4th at 3 p.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific on YouTube and Twitch. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. We 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 love a nice chunky, you know, ten to fifteen minute look. You know what I'm saying? Yes we do. Mm-hmm. Yes we do. So I signed up for that uh closed uh server test, whatever they're doing next week. I have not heard back yet, so uh a little mm-hmm. curious about how that's gonna go. Me neither, and honestly I better because I answered like about twenty pages of uh questions. So sure, yeah. A bit absurd. A bit absurd. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, but like, hope. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead. Like, I was about to ask, like, going in, like, what are you expecting about this gameplay? You know, I don't know. So, the thing with Elden Ring that's different about it compared to other From Software games is that it's, like, semi-open world. So, what I'm hoping is that the demo is... 15 minutes uncut gameplay. You start out in the open world. They head off in a direction and then it ends with a boss fight. That is what I'm hoping they do. And, like, obviously, in those 15 minutes, you can showcase how you have the horse spiritual mount thing to get you through the areas a little faster, maybe a random encounter in the wild um, of just, like, a troop of enemies or something. Just showcase the way a From Software open world will work in a demo that is not lax, but, like, it feels like we're not on a timer you know like just take your time go through make it feel natural that's what i hope for out of this i want to see that sort of open air approach to an open world that from software i assume is doing based off the way they talked right 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 yeah i feel you is there is there anything they could show you as someone who is considering playing demon souls right you're you like uh fallen order and the final fantasy thing um is there anything that they could show tomorrow that would maybe pique your interest uh i don't know if i'll be able to comprehend something that like is paused does that make sense i don't know if i'm saying that makes sense but like like um it is it is of such how i put this like i have not played through a from software game right so like if they show like an improvement from a previous from software game or if they show like an evolution of something i won't really know where it started 
right? Like, I only sure. know its genre, right? So I don't know if I'll get, like, a ton of tomorrow. I'll definitely check it out, because why not? You know, sure. Um, but, um, but yeah, like, I want to be able to, like, grab something of substance away from that. You know what I'm saying? I think, you know, now that I ponder that, Christian, I think really, I think Stranger of Paradise might be something I actually play through. You know, because at least I have the IP latch, you know? I have something to grab onto. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Elden Ring, I don't know. I don't wear rings and... and, and, and I mean, I don't either. I don't you know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bloodborne, I have blood, but you know. I, I, I was born, but you know. But like, fi- fi- <laughs> Final Fantasy, there's something to grab onto. Star Wars with Jedi Fallen Order, there was something to, there's something to grab onto. You know? I think that might be a positive thing for me. But go ahead. Let me rephrase. Is there something they could show tomorrow that would maybe get you to be interested in this game? Like something that, because I'm assuming you already have an idea in your head of what type of game Elden Ring will be, you know, just from seeing what they've shown so far. Is there something they could throw at your way that might hook you in a way that they haven't yet? Hmm. Okay. Um... I don't know. I mean, like, maybe, like, a cool, like, story thread, you know? Like, if there's, like, something interesting to say from, like, that standpoint, aside from the combat okay. and everything, perhaps something like that, I guess, could could maybe. Or, like, if they have, like, a interesting premise for this 15-minute gameplay walkthrough, like, like what are we doing here in this, in this, in this part of the game, maybe it could be interesting. Um, but I'm, I'm not too sure, man. I'm not too sure. I'm okay. going to just go watch it just with open eyes, you know, just with, you know, an open heart, if you will, you know. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also, I'll say this, uh, I'm hoping to see more, I haven't played the Souls games yet, but I'm hoping to see more of that Souls slash Bloodborne approach than Sekiro, because I love Sekiro, and I think Sekiro, I have to, like, stew on it a little more, but I might enjoy that game more than bloodborne even though bloodborne i think might be a better game um i i would like elden ring to be more in line with that big rpg approach that souls and bloodborne take because sekiro is way more of just like an action game um where you got one weapon pretty heavy story element uh you're you have skill points you're not don't necessarily have like stats because souls and bloodborne you have like stat points like vitality uh bloodborne has blood tinge strength and you can invest in those specific stats sekiro is like hey if you do this combination you do a cool move as your progression so elden ring i hope is more in that sort of hardcore rpg um despite me really enjoying the way Sekiro handles progression. So there's this room for Sekiro, and it's a Sekiro 2. That's what they should do. Mm. But Shadows die three uh, times? I mean, hey, listen, they have a real big cliffhanger for one of those endings, so they, they, should, they could easily do a second game, is all I'm saying. I see. I see. So... Um, well, yeah, that's the uh, time capsule. So very quickly, Kevin, we got two pieces of future news I'd like your takes on. Absolutely. The first, 
Do you want the thing you care about or the thing that doesn't impact you potentially doesn't do, impact you? Do the non-impact. We'll just say the good stuff for a second. You know, why not? Just mix it up. So the one that might not have an impact on you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So a couple days ago, again, as a recording, uh, it was announced that Microsoft and Sega are entering a sort of partnership to develop next-gen development environments through the use of the Microsoft Azure cloud service. Um, So interesting. There was a lot of rumblings around some sort of partnership, if not purchase, between Microsoft and Sega. I thought Sega would be the one they'd buy next because they want a Japanese presence and Sega is probably the cheapest one to buy out of all like the big ones of Sega, Capcom, and Square. And they have a, a proven partnership with each other. So not an acquisition, but a, a team up to develop next-gen development environments what does that mean to you kevin when you see that yeah i mean like going into the depths of like reading it right like it's it's primarily focusing on the like azure uh network right and like using those servers and stuff like that for featured games right which um, yeah i I yeah i think i think that's like the core of it if i'm not mistaken right yeah, what I think might be a, a misread from some people is that this doesn't necessarily mean the games they're working on together will be cloud-based. They're just using the Azure cloud as a means for development for future yeah. projects. Is yeah, because I did see a, a little bit of misunderstanding since this was announced. But yeah, it is using Azure to develop games. Yeah, that and hey, you know, to to give it a little, a little bit like like a bone as well. Um, that doesn't necessarily rule out that uh, there won't be exclusive Sega games coming to Xbox, right? Like, yeah, I think that's a possibility. You know, absolutely. I think it's at the very least a possibility. At the absolute very least, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Um, but um, but yeah, no, like it's a it's a it's a similar thing that we saw when um, Sony and Microsoft announced a few. Years ago, that like they'd be using the Azure stuff for PS Now as well, you know, and like mm-hmm. help help bolstering that. Um, obviously, it's not like we're seeing Microsoft games on PlayStation, but um, similar thing from from that standpoint, right? Like that's what it kind of reminded me of. Um, but yeah, no, it's 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 interesting. I mean, hey, I mean Microsoft server, you know, servers are one of the biggest ones out there, you know. Of course, Google's out there as well, but uh, uh. I think it'd be more wise, like, to probably use Azure just because if you're using it for game sensibilities and, like, game projects, right, they're a lot more familiar with games, I feel like, as opposed to Google, right? Yeah, they have Stadia, but, like, not the most successful thing in the world. You know what I'm saying? Does that really matter at the end of the day? Who knows? But, um, yeah, no, you know, it just it just seemed like uh, they're going to start using Azure stuff for future games projects, you know? Yeah, I think it might be a slight step beyond that also because they do talk a lot about working with Microsoft in terms of like fostering like dev outlooks on things. Yeah. Um, And the way they sort of talk about that partnership reminds me of the way Bethesda talked about um, the collaboration being the main thing that like got them to agree to the Microsoft thing because 
there's that cross studio pollination that Bethesda had within its own studios and that Microsoft has within theirs. Now Bethesda comes into that bunch and they can like spread around the entire 23 studios or whatever. Um, that like back and forth and sharing of ideas and work cultures sounds like this alliance as they're calling it. Um, it reminded me of that sort of uh, quotes from like Todd Howard and Pete Hines. So yeah, curious how this is going to go. Wonder if Persona will finally come to Xbox. I feel like there's a better chance now than there ever was, but yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, like I said, future news. Um, the other thing that I know will will impact you absolutely because I, you you will play this is I can't even think of Skydance that. New Media oh, yeah. is working in collaboration with Amy Hennig, the writer and creator of the Uncharted trilogy, on a new Marvel game that is also featuring Janina Gavankar. So you'll love to see it. You'll love yeah. to see it. Let's go. I did not realize that it was uh, featuring uh, Janina until you said it. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I did, did not know that. There's there's rumblings of it being like an original hero. Is that true? Like like w- which part of that of this story are people getting that from? Where like it's like an original Marvel hero. They said it's a new take on the Marvel universe, but like so was Marvel's Avengers, and so was yeah. Spider Man. So, okay, like... right. Okay, so th- that's what they mean. Okay, gotcha. Okay, I, I think it means it's not based off of another ver- like it's not based on the MCU. It's not based on any of the Disney Plus shows or the Mar- the Netflix shows. Like it's an original take, the same way that Spider Man and Wolverine are original takes on those characters. You know? Yeah. I wonder if it's that's starring- the way I interpreted. If it's starring Janina, who could it be? So I don't know if she's starring, but I did see a lot of people say like, "Oh," because they say action adventure game. People are saying Daredevil, right? She could be Elektra. Okay. That could be it. Oh, if it's a Daredevil game, yo, oh man, someone hold someone hold the Rack Knight. Someone grab him. Grab that man. Mm-hmm. He will faint. He will faint. Um that's a cool idea. I, I'm I'm definitely down for that, for sure. I mean, whatever comes out of it, you know, like she hasn't put out a game since Uncharted 3. Technically, Uncharted 4, right? But as far as we're aware, I mean, they fully of, scrapped. The, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. A lot of what she did and like that that story laid out was not what we got, right? Um, yeah, and on her Wikipedia page, I don't think she was credited for Uncharted Four did she really on there. Not? So come on, yeah, and I don't remember if she was in the. I don't know if I was looking for her name in the credits, but I don't remember it. Um, yeah. The last thing on her Wikipedia page that was credited, I guess she did a little work on Battlefield Hardline for okay. the story. Okay. And um, for Spoken, she did, like, a, a concept thing. She didn't write the script. But, no, her the last game she shipped that, like, she was integral with was Uncharted 3, which was 10 years ago this week, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm really wow. excited to see what, uh, what this comes of. Yeah, for sure, for sure. She's great. Um, obviously, a, a lot of players in crowd is very grateful. You know what I'm saying? She 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 gave us Uncharted. You know what I'm saying? Um, so it was really cool to see her back in the fold. Really cool. It's Marvel. You know what I'm saying? I would a low key. Ugh, I know, I know. Star Wars 1313. I would love to see her get another crack at Star Wars. You know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. may, maybe in the future. Maybe in the future. You know what I'm saying? But I'm down. I'm down. 
It's going to be a good time. Are you joining the uh, the Daredevil group for this, or do you have a specific IP in mind? Because I thought of one that I think is perfect. Okay, so... Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I mean, I I like the Daredevil approach. I'm down for that, you know? Sounds mm-hmm. like a good time. I can't think of, like, anything else, though, that I would, like... That I'm, like, knee-jerking to, like, oh, yeah, no, that one. You know what I'm saying? I'm kind of more just open, like, hey, I'm just down to see her her writing style. I'm down to see how she... Uh, you know, just just how just how how she like like what her effect is on a given game. I'm down to see that into fruition because we haven't seen it since Uncharted Three. You know, so I'm down. Yeah, for I I would like Daredevil, but I just look at her writing style and her influences for Uncharted, which is like pulp action movies. Um, I feel like she could make a killer like maybe 70s or 80s Nick Fury game. But, like, so what? Like, just, like, narrative-driven? I mean, does Nick Fury that's have what any they abilities? said. As far as I'm aware, right? Like, does this, I mean, you know? I, I mean, mean, like, if I'm thinking action, are... right? Like, I think, like, action, you know, I don't think Nick Fury necessarily. Maybe I'm I mean, Uncharted's an action like... game. Well, Uncharted's yeah, action-adventure. You know. Well, yeah, but you know, Nate, Nate's out here like doing stuff. You know what I'm saying? You know? Yeah, dude, Nick Fury could do that. He was is he out there doing stuff? He was the director. Yeah, is he out there? Is he out? Okay, okay. yeah, he's got a bunch if of comic books. There, I didn't know. You know, I, I just you know he got he got scratched by a cat, as far as I'm aware. I'm not. I'm I mean, not, in Captain not, Marvel, that was like I, 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 a I good number know. of years after he stopped being a field agent. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, wait, he was still like 50 in that movie. Lit. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Nick okay, Fury in his prime when he was an agent. Okay, okay. I'm about. I, hey, I just don't know his ability. I don't know what he can do. You know, I know he's I, got Nathan Drake know. abilities. <laughs> he's I a guy. Not, I have not observed them. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I I, I wasn't aware. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know a lot about Nick Fury other than like MCU when he's old. You know, he's sure, just, you sure, know, sure, sure. Faking death and stuff like that. You know, getting scratched in the eye by a cat. You know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like in the '70s, when he's like in his okay. like '30s okay. or something, he's he's okay. in his prime. Okay. Secret agent, Uncharted, Mission Impossible style game. There you go. Okay, now if we don't get John Boyega in uh, 007, do we have him here? Sure. Okay. Okay, I like it. I like it. Okay, you, you want? I see this again. Another through line. You just want a '70s Uncharted thing. You just really want that, you know? I do. And I respect it. I respect it. If this is how we get it, I respect it. I yeah, respect I, would, it. I would take this. I would definitely okay. take this. Okay. I like it. I like it. Yeah, I got I got nothing. Yeah, I don't. I can't think of anyone. That would be it, you know? Punch sounds cool, but mm-hmm. I like your Nick Fury thing. Okay. As long as he can do stuff, you know? As long as he's out here, you know? In the field. Yeah, dude, that's that's what he did. That's how he I got the job. Be, no, like I wasn't trying to be a dick. Like I, I literally don't know if like no, that's fair. That's fair. Is that a thing that like he's known for? I have no idea. I don't even know. Yes, he. I had no idea if like young Nick was even explored in the past. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Not in the movies, but yeah, you know, like yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, that that is well treaded land for sure. Because, like, I think of, like, um, Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D., right? I love mm-hmm. that show. You know what I'm saying? So, like, getting something like that, 
you know, you 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 plump that because there's plenty of action in that, right? They're like dealing with like crazy yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's in like the, it's in those universe. types of adventures, yeah. but it's Nick Fury being the agent when he was in his prime. There you go. Okay, I like it. Okay, Agents of Shield. Okay. Just call it that. Fuck it. Sure. Yeah, you can do that. I'm down. Uh, well, with that, it's time for pots. Pots. <laughs> I was I was drinking water. Pots. 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 Uh, it is time to spoil Metroid Dread. If you haven't played the game yet, or you don't care about spoilers, um, I mean, if you haven't played the game yet and you do care about spoilers, you can return for this conversation after you've beaten it. Or if you don't care, you can just keep listening. Um, so I played through the game twice. Beautiful. Big, big fan. Currently my game of the year by a decent margin over Resident Evil Village. And I think a lot of that is because of the way the game handles its story and narrative elements in addition to the way I feel about the actual gameplay. So we talked a lot about um, just the general experience playing the game a lot on multiple episodes of the show, but Kevin, for you, grand scheme, how did the story hit? Like general, broad scope, macro lens, story of Metroid Dread. How did you feel about it? Definitely felt like I was missing a lot <laughs> of like why this is important, right? Or like, or like what, like I, it seemed like a big deal. I didn't get the full grasp of like why it's a big deal and what it entails and what it's calling from in the past. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. Which, hey, you know, I really wanted to play all the Metroids before we got to this point. It was going to take a lot of effort. It is not easy. You know what I'm saying? You know, there's a lot. So uh, a mm-hmm. lot of different systems and everything. So, uh, you know, um, yeah, I just jumped in and... Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I still, I still enjoyed it for like it being like this really cool scenario and premise, right? Of like being trapped on this, being trapped on this planet, trying to escape. You know what I'm saying? Shit happens. Mm-hmm. Cool shit happens. You know, um, and all that, right? But like, I really don't think I got like the full grasp and gravitas of like why it's important. Spoiler uh, that I guess Samus is now like a full Metroid. You know, not even sure what that really entails and really means. You know, sure. I think she was raised by Metroids. Maybe, probably not. I think. So I, I know she has some DNA in her, but yeah. So that's what, like it was cool, but I definitely mm. feel like I missed out because I do not know the full uh, scope of the story. Yeah. Sure. Do you feel like the um the recap at the beginning did that help you at all? Because as someone who played through all of them this summer i went into this with the experience of those game stories which are very 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 light like i think altogether if you combine all the narrative beats of one two three four you're maybe looking at like 30 minutes worth of content so in those individual games it's not even really in your face that much but I guess maybe the reason that some of those elements stuck with me more is because they were given to me sparingly throughout my playthrough rather than just like sitting down and going through all the notes 
of the important things. So, like, yeah. do you think the um, the little, like, five-minute recap of all the games at the beginning of the game, did that end up helping you at much with those revelations that didn't hit for you? The only thing I really got <laughs> as a whole was what the Metroids were and what the X parasites were, I think, I guess. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, like, I think pretty much the gist of it, right? And those two things come up in the game, obviously, right? So I guess that's that's cool. But, like, it kind of felt like it was more of, like, a... Um, how do I put it? Like, like, it felt like it was reminding me of stuff that I still didn't know, like, what you're talking okay. about. You know what I'm saying? Um... Maybe I'm not remembering the opening crawl, so that could just be a me thing. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, pretty much like Metroids, Parasites. Uh, we don't like X-Parasites, you know? I think we don't like Metroids either. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> enlighten me, Christian. Enlighten me. I don't know, bro. Very, very <laughs> briefly, um, Metroid Zero Mission is the remake of the first game. Played that. In there, the main takeaway is that Samus was raised by the Chozo, which is the bird race. Um, and she was like a, a human appearing child that was raised by this uh, race of aliens who have super wild tech. Um, ancient ruins to their civilization they're very long-standing in terms of their knowledge and presence in the galaxy she was raised by them became a bounty hunter for the galactic federation and gets sent out on missions throughout the galaxy because she's just well known and then the takeaway from zero mission the main point was that there were these space pirates that were trying to take metroids to weaponize them because they are like apex predators in the universe um and then in the second game samus i believe her task was to eliminate the remaining metroids because they didn't the the federation didn't want them to be weaponized by a group of malicious people and in the end of the second one there was a baby metroid that she was like you know i'm just gonna take this one to the scientists because i feel like it's a bad idea to commit genocide so we're going to save this one, bring it back. Metroid 3, uh, one of the space pirates came back and stole that baby Metroid, and then Samus had to go rescue it from the space pirates. In the end, the baby Metroid, now full-grown Metroid, having an attachment to Samus, was like, in your, in your last fight, because you're about to die, I'll help you out. Here's my power. And uh, Samus won. Fusion is the consequences of that three-game arc where because the Metroids are wiped out, they were predators, the main prey of the Metroid was the X-Parasite. And the X-Parasite is way more harmful than the Metroids because it can infect people stealthily. It can It's like a sleeper agent sort of thing. And because all the Metroids are gone, there's overpopulation with the X. The X inf infests Samus she gets brought to those researchers and they're like, hey, because the Metroids are predators of the X, we got this Metroid sample. We can make a vaccine out of it and hopefully save Samus. So 
that's where the whole Metroid DNA comes in. So by the end of Dread, her entire journey is sort of activating those latent um, side effects and properties of the Metroid from the vaccine she got in Fusion. So by the end of the game, when she's about to die, she activates the final sort of like switch to have that fusion cross species of human and metroid so that's why she's able to wipe out the x real easily at the end and everything like that so there there's a fusion basically between her and the metroids that was built up across the five games i see yeah yeah i do not think the opening crawl did that (laughs) i don't think so i don't think so like i know it was it's Metroids versus Metroids versus the X parasites. I did gather that, mm-hmm. but yeah, everything else, I I I, I don't think was said. <laughs> I don't think sure because I don't know. Yeah, I think part of it might be that it's written in universe from the perspective of Samus, maybe because she talks a lot about like how I did this, I did that, and it's not necessarily touching on the repercussions of everything, right? So. I could see maybe why it's lacking context because of the way they chose to write it. So I can can definitely see how that did stick. And personally, also, nine times out of ten when a game is like, oh, this is everything you missed, it doesn't work for me still. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could just play all of them through, but it's all good. It's all good. Mm -hmm. So, like, what do you think this means moving forward, like, for Samus, right? Like, like where do you think that we go from here i don't know so the way that sakamoto who's the director and i believe writer of the 2d metroids has talked about dread is that this is the end of samus's arc that she's been on since the original game so i think that approach and like this being a game that was 20 years in the making they just couldn't make it when they wanted to and they just kept getting it shut down i think because this was written as the ending for that arc that was an out for nintendo to be like okay you told your ending it doesn't sell well metroid will we're done right but because because of the reception and seemingly really good sales I think the fact that there isn't a finality in terms of Samus in the galaxy, it's just sort of like, hey, this story about her becoming one with the Metroids that are now extinct and she's the last remaining one. Now, since it's sold well and presumably going to get a follow-up, I think there's room for them to either start a new arc or bring in new talent. Maybe Sakamoto can, like, vet a successor or a new generation to sort of pick up metroid with this new found popularity i guess Um, yeah because she just flies off into the sunset the way that she does at the end of every game and it's like see you next mission so there's room there's room to explore with samus i think in 2d again moving forward interesting interesting do you think this has any effect on like prime 4 do we think Prime 4 happens after these events? Or is it going to stay within... Because I believe you told me that like the Prime trilogy is housed within the Metroid games in the timeline, something like that, right? Like how they're, how they're like... 
in between games, I think. So I believe the entire Prime trilogy takes place between either one and two or two and super, which is three. I think all three Prime games take place in one of those two gaps. So I'm still not fully convinced that Prime 4 is going to be called Prime 4. I think when they announced Prime 4, that was just like a, hey, we're making another first-person 3D adventure Metroid game. This is what you should expect out of it. So maybe they make it take place afterwards, but I I think it just depends on how they position that because I'm not familiar with the storyline in Prime like at all, so don't know where that leaves off with three and where that could pick up after dread but i see see. for you as someone who's really curious about prime now seeing where they leave off here would you be interested more in seeing the half human half metroid samus have an adventure or just raw bounty hunter samus which one is more appealing to you Probably the half Metro half Sam is like, but that's purely just because like I just played Dread, right? right. Um, and like I have no touchstone to Prime, right? Um, I don't even know if I really like Metroid. Inf- like I can't even imagine that being good, right? Like 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 first person Metroid, you know? Maybe I just haven't seen it yet. Maybe I haven't played it yet. You know, there is that, right? But like the prospect of it being first person and like through the environments, like. I don't know. <laughs> like, 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 I don't know. Like, I think I'd be much more inclined to play the 2D Metroids, you know, if we get, like, another one, right, um, mm-hmm. that goes beyond Dread, right? But, yeah, I don't know. I yeah. Don't know. I don't know. I mean, I haven't played Metroid Prime, right, but from everything I've heard, uh, people think it's like one of the best games ever made that first one so i i think it's just hard to visualize because when i was playing through all of these and specifically dread i was like the way they handle exploration in this i don't know how they're gonna or how i'm gonna feel about the way it's handled in prime when i eventually pl- play the games because like one of my favorite things about dread was the way and i talked about this a lot it kind of like subtly guides you where you do get a set piece like uh, the room that catches on fire, everything blows up. It's like, oh, I can't go back that way. So if I'm stuck here, I know one option is limited so I can explore these other paths. And it still doesn't feel linear. Like I really like that a lot about how Dread handles its guidance, but I think that'd be way harder to do in a 3D space, I guess. So... Yeah, I don't know. Um, I'm curious, though. I, I do want to check out Prime, hopefully, in the near future, since I imagine a, a new 2D one is at least a couple years off at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we just get some of these collections on Switch, man. Like, I, I just want I just want to play them on Switch. You know, just please bring them forward. Bring not, them forward. You know what I'm saying? Not to veer off too much, but did you hear the recent update about Prime? I haven't. I haven't. So the rumor has shifted now to that uh, Metroid Prime 1 is getting like a dedicated solo release remake, redo, up sort of thing. Okay. 
rather than the trilogy. That's what I've heard. So only the oh my god, fucking <laughs> yo! I want to play all of them. <laughs> oh well, oh well. I see. Shots to Nintendo. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. Okay, sounds interesting. Yeah, because the last thing that there was an update with before that was that somebody who used to work at Retro was like, yeah, in my time, that project didn't exist, the trilogy, and it would be really hard to do, like, harder than people think. And then there was, that was after, like, two years of people saying, like, it's ready to go, they're sitting on it. <laughs> so it's kind of up in the air, but yeah, one of the more reliable people who predict Nintendo things, the last thing they said about this was they heard some sort of remake or like really in-depth remaster of the first one for i think they said next year i forget but interesting 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 yeah i mean like i think like above all else like what i left with with like metroid right like in spite of um you know i talked a lot about like what like i didn't like about dread on the past few weeks right um, which like I still stand by those, right? Like those are what they are, right? But like I feel like I didn't get a lot I feel like I didn't vocalize like what I really, really dug about Metroid being my first Metroid, right? Like the ambiance, the feel, like the the way, you know, those boss fights those boss fights are the best ones I've played in a while. Across like yeah, all dude, games. Those... You know, I, those boss fights are incredible. Mm-hmm. Incredibly uh, yeah. well designed boss fights. Yeah fully like, fully agree the boss fights are incredible um they're probably my I want to shout favorite out, thing and they're mm-hmm. probably my favorite thing in the game to be honest with you yeah and what i love about the boss fights in addition to that like story-wise is the way that they use those fights and cutscenes, and i guess sort of quick time events to like characterize samus still yeah. like yeah that's when i say that i love the narrative and like story elements of dread i'm talking about like those moments like it's just super super cool very atmospheric and it feels like there's weight behind a lot of those for me at least um like very subtle things that samus does the one fight that i think we'll we'll talk about the raven beak later but the one i want to shout out first is um craid which is a returning villain um you know Kraid, right? The one with the belly that shoots out the things? Yes. In the lava room? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Kraid was one of the space pirates from Zero Mission. And the fact that Samus has fought this dude, I believe twice before Dread, um, having Kraid just pop up in the basement of this uh, Chozo warrior fortress was a cool thing it was spoiled in the trailers but what like one of the best things she does in that scene that just is characterizing her like i said is when she sees who it is before she even like does anything and he does like the punch that like cuts off because of the chains yeah she's not even she's just standing there her weapon's down but she's charging it up i love that it's so cool <laughs> My 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 like favorite like seems like there should be dialogue here, but ne- but there's no dialogue here. Um, was the whole sequence of like when her I believe her Metroid starts to like awaken, right? And like we see Ravenbeak in this like console area, like looking upon her. So I thought like, okay, is he somehow controlling her? 
to like stop her from attacking this dude, right? And then she's able to take out the guy that she was fighting as she's like frozen and like her like left hand or right hand's like frozen, or whatever, and it's just glowing and emitting, or whatever, and like she just has like so much confusion, but like the way they were able to project that in just body language, you know? I thought was really, mm-hmm. really well. Like that whole sequence of her of her Metroid's like awakening, I thought was super well done without any dialogue. You know, like I think they were able to mm-hmm. have her emote in such a way where like you see her thought process, right? Like you see her like being like, What the hell? Confused as hell. Still not fully sure what's going on. You know what I'm saying? It like happens again, I think, later on, a few minutes uh ahead of that first time, you know. I thought that was like one of like my favorite moments of like really seeing samus talk without her talking you know yeah and i i think that moment specifically that you're talking about i like when she freezes up i think that's like in the second half of the game but like no the the interaction right yeah like it's it's late game it's like yeah beyond like the the point is what i mean okay right okay gotcha uh i think what makes that moment cool is that the thing that leads to her freezing up is something that you've seen happen in the game already multiple times where when you destroy an emmy right she um touches it and then she gets like that red energy like go into her suit and yeah. just the emmy just fades away and she does like the like the flex after so clearly like it's powering up but it doesn't the game doesn't like tell you if anything specifically is powering up like like oh do my shots do more damage am i faster like what's what is this it's just an animation but when it does have that moment of like you've gained so much that it sort of like wakes up the metroid part of her yeah it's really effective i think because like you've seen her do this multiple times and something happens this time is different and it's like oh what what happened so like you're confused also i i like that touch a lot but yeah um i think Maybe my favorite moment in the game, uh, and I think maybe my favorite moment I've seen this year so far, is around the midway point of the game, where you go up to, like, the... I forget what name of the area it is, but it's the area that's, like, it's got tapestries. It looks like like a royal area. Okay. You know, it's like yeah. towards the top. You go there and you talk to Quiet Robe, and he is the Chozo who freezes that um, Emmy that's gonna kill Samus. Yeah, yeah. And then you have a bit of like a, a dialogue dump because there's really not much um, dialogue in the game outside of Adam and. Ravenbeak is explaining. No, sorry. Quiet Rub is explaining who Ravenbeak is, what the plan is, why Samus is sort of responsible for this, and again, characterizing her in an awesome way. She speaks for the first time in the game. She's speaking Chozo. She's got like three lines. Coolest fucking shit that I did not expect to happen in this game. But like, hell yeah, that was awesome. Loved that. Very effective. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, just like to have no like. Oh, I over overwhelmingly agree. Yeah, but like I thought it was cool. Like I didn't like I. I know we like questioned like oh like is she gonna talk at all? You know, in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she does again at the at the very end, right? I think I think she talks again, 
or maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I forgot. I don't know. But um, yeah, no, like it was cool, you know, to 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 hear her speak that that language. I guess yeah. Um, once again, I just don't think it hit as hard just because I haven't played any of the other games or whatever. But like, you know, it was cool. It was cool. It was cool. Mm-hmm. I liked it. I what, think what like freaked me out that encounter mm-hmm. was uh i walked over to that emmy i thought the game bugged because like i was just trying like to be the boss lever it took me a few tries then i beat it whatever um and then i was like yo why is this emmy just standing here like what the fuck like what why uh, okay. why is this asset here i'm like what the hell i like restarted the game it was still there and then i was like oh wait no that's the one like that's supposed to be there it's for okay gotcha mm-hmm. god yeah yeah that's yeah that's where i was at yeah but i thought it was a bug <laughs> oh man yeah i i thought it was funny because there was that discourse like around launch i think there was a article I forget who it was from but they were like oh samus can be cool and talk nintendo and it was like a lot of people were dunking on that article because it's like no you can like look at literally any masked character a lot of them are characterized very well through body language and emotion and i think if she talked more in the entirety of the game like the weight of like that moment wouldn't feel like it had as much weight you know so right yeah i just feel like when you when you look at the whole game right like I don't think anything is like left on the table with with Samus not speaking, right? Um, yeah. Like at least at least from my perspective, I don't know. Like you know, I have a very you you unique one. First Metroid, only Metroid, I da right. So um, mm-hmm. I can't speak about you know like I think you told me she's spoken in the past a lot, but um, or is it just like as, one game as, or something like that? Or what? what as yeah. far as mainline goes, she's only spoken. I think she had like two lines of an exchange with Adam and Fusion, but it wasn't voiced. It was just like text. Um, but as far as an, I don't know if she doesn't too, but in one, in Super, in Fusion, she has like one or two lines. Yeah. Yeah, I see. I think it was, um, who was it? I heard someone talking about how like they would have enjoyed like a little bit of dialogue when she becomes a Metroid, right? And like just like 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 how big of a deal that is, right? Overall, um, and like I don't know. I guess you know from a from a fan's perspective, right? Like I guess I can see a fan having that point of view, right? But uh, I think the article that you brought up, it was it was more of like a, it was like what was the angle? Like it was it was like a it was like oh, Nathan Drake approach of like commenting on everything or like Aloy. Wasn't it something like um? They were like, ha- I think they were trying to link like, oh, like her like not talking is like a masculine trait, right? And like, they they like, I think took that angle, or maybe I'm tripping. Am I wrong on that? I don't know. I don't. Like, I don't remember. I thought I thought it was something like that, and I was like, well, like I mean, it it, it still works. Like, like you like see her body language, like if you're paying attention, right? Like like you you mm-hmm. like. You you can see very clearly like when she's expressing like fear or questioning something or uh like you said sees an old foe and like is just ready to just all right let's let's run it back you know like let's <laughs> let's yeah. let's do it again you know um so no like yeah like I I, I don't think 
her not having a lot of dialogue is like a problem, you know. I think it just makes her fucking cool. <laughs> it just yeah, makes her cool as and shit, you know. I, I honestly, genuinely, I think if there was more dialogue with her in this game, it would take me out of it kind of. Like I I do think the way they spend so much effort and focus on feeling isolated and feeling alone but as you progress samus gets more of her abilities back and you feel more confident like she's confident out the gate you know like she's fine it's like where are the people who are nervous it's like yeah i could die easily but she's gone on like four adventures at this point adam's like hey you gotta get up to the surface she's like bet and then she just goes off you know so i love adam i don't know i feel like her characterization was done really well in the game um the fact that it was very reserved i appreciate because they they tell us so much just by showing her actions and i i wish more games would do that if it works for the game because like i think that's a huge service to what you were praising earlier in terms of like that atmosphere and the feeling you have just being there um because of how she exists in the story in the game you know yeah 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 um yeah like i think far in the way like this is this is like already like yo like i want to see more of this ip in the future Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like you know i i enjoyed mario odyssey you know what i'm saying i i enjoyed that game's design right but like i'm not like drawn to like the mario ip like in a super strong way you know what i'm saying i think it's just you know I think they're fun when they come out. I play them. You know, it's cool. You know what I'm saying? Um, same could be said for, like, Mario Kart, Zelda, not really a huge fan of at all, really, you know? But, like, this, it's like, okay, this is definitely way more up my alley than, like, anything else they have, you know? So, I would love to see more of this, you know? I would love to see more Metroid, for sure. For sure. It's cool as hell. Big fan big fan even the like sound effects i don't think the music was that crazy i don't think the music was that great it's more of just like the the like sound design that we've talked about a lot already before like of the way like the emmy sound um when she gets an upgrade that like little melody tune is really mm-hmm. sticky for sure like I, re- I remember that theme a lot um the like the like aurora sounds of like the save points, you know, stuff like that. Like the sound effects are definitely really, really, really cool in the game. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 yeah. I, I, I really enjoy, like if 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 that if all those elements are tied to Metroid as an IP and not just Dread, you know, that's that's mm-hmm. that's really dope, you know. Yeah, because like I, I'm with you on the music thing. I think. Um the music does not stand out to me but the returning themes i think are used really well like the first time they play samus's theme is in that exchange with um quiet robe where she speaks so i think that might be why it hits hard for me too because like as far as i remember up to that point in the game they don't play her theme at all um so hearing her theme in the game is really cool and there's also a returning track from Super. I forget where it's used, but it's a it's a good remix of it. But yeah, outside of that, um, I can't think of original music from this game that's good. Like the music that plays 
when the Emmy hears you, I can re- recall right now, and the Ravenbeak music I can think of off the top of my head, but like, yeah, everything else that's not returning is just kind of lost on me. So it it's just very much like background, like ominous, which like you know is cool, but like I don't know. Yeah, like it works for what they're going for. It just doesn't stand out. Yeah, definitely not. Definitely not. Um. Were you going to say something else about um, the series as a whole, or it sounded like you had another idea or a point you wanted to bring up? Well, if I did, I, I think I forgot. I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't um, know. I think that's it. Yeah, I, I just if, – if if this was a good touchstone of, like, what the entirety of, like, Metroid is, I'm down for this IP. I will definitely check out more when they put out more, you know, definitely down mm-hmm. for it. Um, and, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Zero Mission, when I played it this summer, I was like, this is one of the better Nintendo games I've ever played, and it might be, like, top 25 territory, and I think Dread is a better game pretty much all around compared to Zero, so on a replay, it held up for me. I'll I'll check it out again probably before the end of the year. I'll do another run, but I, I think this game has a lot of really great strengths really great moments and it's paced i think very very well um especially on a replay where you have a better direction but the last thing i'd like to hear you talk about um is the raven beak fight but before we do that i want to ask you about one other boss fight <laughs> uh the flappy bird boss did you enjoy that one the Flappy Bird boss, what? The one that, remember after everything freezes and you go back to one of the, I think you go to, back to Catarus when things are frozen over and you got to reignite the uh, the engine. There's okay. that giant monster wrapped around the uh, the core that you have to fight. Okay. It shoots out the, um, you know which one I'm talking about? Um, I think one of the one of the states is like uh, he has like his four tentacles on the ceiling and then left and right. Yep. The one where he goes all the way to the right of the screen and like he has those like waves that come and you get to jump while you're running and everything. Mm-hmm. That one, mm-hmm. that was fine. Yeah. yeah, you know, that was cool. That was cool. Yeah, I don't think it like think th- stood out to me like in any like serious way, but yeah, no, that was cool. That was fun. That was fun. Clever, you know. I think the thing that I really liked about that one, because I think this is optional. I don't think this is required during that fight, but um, you can have this moment where you um, get it in its in a state where you jump outside of the room you're in and you go through this like not quick time event thing because like you can do nothing if you want to, but it's a cinematic that you have control over when he's flying around. Right? Yeah. yeah, you're mounted on it, and it, like, rotates around and goes back to a new, room, a new room. But I think for a 2D game, we talked about this a lot on Impressions, it just has a huge spectacle to a lot of it. And I think the boss fights, like you said, are the point of it, and that's one that just stood out to me. Yeah. It's a good fight, though. It's a good fight. I think my favorite one, not, like, favorite, favorite, one that like sticks out is the uh, underwater one, where you gotta be real Sounds quick cool. with it. Yeah, I I really mm-hmm. like that one. Where where it's like, hey, when he's in the state, you don't have a lot of time. You gotta go one side, other side, do your damage, parry, 
you know, all that. Yeah, like, like that one's really – I really, really, really enjoyed that one. That underwater fight, I liked that one a lot. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Yeah, that one's cool. And I like that too because, like, you're at a point in the game where you don't feel like a superhero yet. Like, you still feel like things could go wrong. Um, and I don't think you have the gravity suit at that point, and half no, that fight you, is underwater. Yeah, no, right? you don't. Yeah, yeah you, yeah, you you don't have it. So, like, you still feel weak as hell underwater, you know. But once, yeah. like, oh, I can drain this water if I play my cards right and I'm quick enough, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good one. So, Ravenbeak. Indeed. The final boss. Samus's dad. Oh yeah, that's a thing. Shit, yeah, it's forgot. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a it's got a Star Wars moment. I'm your father. You know? It does. Yeah, it does. It does. What do you think of the um because we're talking spoilers, so we we can talk about the actual fight, but like the uh revelation that the whole time Adam was Ravenbeak? Excuse me. I thought I thought it was just for that one cutscene. I think like, there might he was be a talking kind of crazy. Point. Is I'm that pretty sure there's whole... a turning point? Is that the whole game? It no. might be after she wakes up. I don't know, but for a, a solid chunk, because Ravenbeak at the end, it's revealed that this was his plan. He wanted you to go through all this stuff so you could awaken the Metroid stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's when she wakes up, because you talk to Adam after she becomes conscious again, but there is a point in the game where I don't think it's noticeable, but on a replay, I did notice like more and more of that um, personality in Adam, where he has like that um, very like talking down to Samus in a way. Like it's very, very subtle. So. Maybe I just was looking for it more on a replay, and I maybe felt it towards the end of the game. But yeah, I think there's a point when Ravenbeak does take control and is like talking and guiding Samus to follow his plan um, to escape and you know activate those powers. Yeah, I totally thought it was just like that one cutscene, and then like she's like, like she's like, "What the hell are you saying?" And then you know it's Ravenbeak behind it, right? Like that's what I thought, but. Interesting. The whole game was Ravenbeak, man. This guy. This freaking guy. You know? Mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. But that, re- it is a cool reveal though. Like when he Yeah. When he's talking through Adam's voice. I like that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. I also fuck with Adam a lot. I I, I love Adam. When when he just like hey, like <laughs> like when he just says like definitive lines like, hey, you're not strong enough. Or like, yo, don't fight it run or like a you are you know like accept that you are like amongst very powerful things that you can't conquer just yet you know stuff like okay very cool so those lines specifically were the ones that hit me the second time around where i was like is that ravenbeak and i again i haven't played in like two weeks maybe three but i just did a little bit of research he yeah it's ravenbeak the whole time because are you fucking kidding Early, me? at the beginning of the game, because um, I was wondering, I forgot if he said this when you get in the pod to shoot up to the castle too, like, uh, the whole thing with Adam is that Adam's an AI that um, Samus gave the name Adam because that was her commanding officer, and 
he used to call her lady as like a, a fun like banter thing and at the end of fusion the ai calls her lady as like a, oh it's like growing a personality and then he calls her lady at the beginning of the game when you're landing on the planet and i thought he might have at the end but he definitely doesn't so there's the shift when she gets knocked out from that point on it's always Ravenbeak. Because apparently somebody also said that early in the game, I might have missed this. Adam says he could he won't be able to reach Samus at the depths or something. Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. So yeah. Okay. I guess I can't change the shit. Like, I mean, you know. I guess I I, I guess it checks out because I'm thinking like, okay, why would you lead her into like destroying stuff that it's on your side but if the goal is to empower her enough and put her through a bunch of shit to make her mm-hmm. a metroid you know i guess it checks yeah. out yeah 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 gotta give to get the big loot i suppose yeah yeah because okay. remember the the emmy were originally federation and they were taken over yeah, right by uh the raven beak so i see yeah i see okay okay because when when the reveal happened at the end i was like it was him the whole time that's so cool so yeah i I do like that that's i think that was a nice little twist i thought that twist hit a little harder than the i'm your father sort of thing interesting yeah it's a great it's a great it's a great boss fight though oh yeah i like it a lot big time (laughs) i really love that uh after phase two he just rips off his other wing like that's, Yo, I, that, that's hardcore <laughs> i'm like is that a is that a sephiroth <laughs> is that a sephiroth call out <laughs> one winged angel sir i'm like oh Maybe. shit and i'm like uh, probably not but you know it was black and i was like oh shit <laughs> mm-hmm. i'm like he's following me across ips please stop please stop um yeah yeah, I also like how they have like a certain phase where pretty much the second phase. Uh, is it second phase? I forget if it's like the second part of the first phase or the or the or the second phase itself, where it's like you can't do any damage to him. You just gotta wait till like you you have a parry opening, right? When he's like blinking right, like yeah. orange, you know. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so like I thought that was really cool, and like it kind of gave you like a breather to like really study how he acts right and like you get a good time to focus less on the offensive and more on like defense like like how are you going to counteract these things you know um when we eventually get to, to you know onto the third phase where it combines all of that while you while you have to still do damage as well you know i i thought that was a really cool way to like have a bit of a breather during a boss fight to let you gather mm-hmm. more intel you know that was good that was good i liked it a lot yeah on my first run, I got everything, so I went in fully stocked on health and missiles, and I still enjoyed like the challenge of it. I think it took me like probably four or five attempts on my first run. Um, on hard mode, when I wasn't going for everything, I probably had like a hundred missiles total. Dude, hard mode that fight is no joke. It is I intense. Bet. Yeah, <laughs> like, I it, bet. Is, it is wild. Um, but I, I do like the challenge of it a lot, and the challenge of all the bosses, I think, are really strong and like some of my favorite types of pushing back against you as you as you try and figure out a strategy for games. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
another thing too, just in terms of the way they present everything in that fight, um, I just there's something about the cutscene direction we talked about week one of like the way that you climb up over a cliff and then it tra- it changes an angle and then it's like oh your cutscene time now. It just makes the game feel really cohesive. And when I started up my hard mode run and that first encounter where Ravenbeak attacks Samus and knocks her out, he's doing attacks from the the boss fight. Like he's doing that area wide charge beam thing where you have to duck. He does that. He does um, his like sprint thing. So, and it, it looks identical. So I just think that again makes the game just feel like there is no separation between gameplay cutscene it just feels really seamless yeah and for a 2d yeah. game that's so impressive to me i think yeah i hear you so i hear you good game good game mm-hmm. definitely good game i think you, I was, think, you know i think as yeah go ahead i think that's a decent shot of being goatee bro to be honest yeah i think, I, I, I think it definitely does yeah like yeah for what's left this year, um, not like for me, but just like in general, like not yeah. not my goatee, the goatee. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For what's left this year, I could maybe see like personally, maybe Guardians take number one, but I think Metroid is just a more cohesive game for me, and um. Like it, it'll take a really strong ending for Guardians to become number one, I think, for me. But on a, a grand scheme, like, yeah, I, I think Keeley's. It's got a. I feel like a nomination's maybe not a given, but I feel like it's really likely, right? Yeah. I don't know about re- I I just see it happening. I just see a scenario where the vote gets split. You know. And it's like Metroid's the one that. Wait, not likely. No, I'm I, like a nomination. Oh yeah, a nomination, absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, no, that that that's a lock for sure. I can, yeah, um, would like if they're having like Nintendo representation, like what else could have been this year? I mean, we have Pokemon around the corner. I think that's gonna miss the cutoff date. Yeah, it wouldn't get it anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I think it's only Metroid, right? I think. I mean... What else came out this year that like, made like, party, that big of a buzz? Yeah, yeah. For first party, yes. But I do think there's a world where Rise could get a nomination. Just in terms of quality and the, the fan base that it has. Because the people who are really into Rise have been playing Rise all year. Okay. So I think it has staying power in that way that World also did. But on a smaller scale, because it's just on one console. But... Um, for first party stuff, yeah, Metroid Dread is it. Yeah, for sure. So for sure, it's got a shot. Um, I can tell you now, when we do game of the year stuff, it's got a nomination. I think, at the very least. Yeah, for so. sure, for sure, for sure. I yeah. it's the best thing I played on my Switch this year. You know, mm-hmm. besides Cyber. Oh shit, I played Cyber Shadow on there. You know, so. so that was- that was fucking good. That was real good. See, the the music in that game, I still can't get out of my head. You know? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'll, I'll, well, do you have, I'll probably still give it to Metroid. You know? 
do you have any final thoughts on your experience with Dread? What your outlook is for your next Metroid adventure? What the plan is? Closing yeah. things? Uh, yeah, um, I'm waiting for re-releases. You know what I'm saying? Um, for Metroid. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to that. Eventually, maybe, hopefully. Um, it's the one Nintendo IP that uh, I think I've quickly grown, like, grown to really like. It de- it's definitely more up my alley by a mile, as opposed to like everything else on Nintendo, right? For the most part, um, super intrigued by it. You know, enjoyed Dread. You know what I'm saying? Didn't love it, but I really, 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 really liked it. Really enjoyed it. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I played it. You know, definitely glad I played it for sure. Oh, Indeed. also the escape at the end, that was cool. Hell yeah, that was cool as fuck. Hell yeah, bro. Hell yeah. The, that Metroid armor? Yeah. It's, it's hot. Sick as hell. It's hot. It's hot. It's hot. Now I wonder, like, yo, like, so, so like, next game, like, are we going to be able to switch between those two states? Like, yeah. Like, that maybe that's an ability. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. Or is it, like, an ultimate type of thing, right? Where, like, it only happens, like, mm-hmm. once in a while, you know? Interested. But you'll love to see it. You'll love to see it. Mm-hmm. So. One, one of my favorite games of the year. So I'm confident it'll remain top three with everything that's left that I have to either revisit, finish, backlog, or new releases. So really, really enjoy this one. But that is the show for the week. Those are our thoughts on Metroid Dread in completion. Um, Next week is... A dead week, I think. I don't think there's anything coming out next week, but uh, we will probably have more thoughts on Guardians alongside the updates on the Elden Ring showcase. So look forward to that. But Kevin, until yep. then, where can everybody find you? Uh, two things before the outro. One, once again, you're like a lot of people, even me. A new COD's coming out on Friday. No one knows. <laughs> but that's... Oh, that's wow. Probably, yeah. No one knows. No one knows. It's fine. It's fine. But also... But the breaking news, Christian, your beloved Marvel's Midnight Suns has been delayed. It's the second half of uh, 20. You said good. Second half of 2022. Did you say good? Yeah. Why? Yeah, dude. I'm going to be playing Elden Ring. (laughs) Look at this mother. Man, look at this fucking. Man, look at this guy. I thought you were so. I thought you were so jazzed about Midnight Suns, man. I thought you were thought you were chomping at the bit, you know? It's a cool, it's a really cool premise, yeah. and I would like to play that game, but I'm not in a rush. <laughs> okay, okay, I see, I see, I see, I see, I see, I see. You've uh, you've you've claimed the gaming wife. I see. You know, I see your dedication, Christian. I see it. I see it. Mm-hmm. You can follow me on Twitter at at the KDS123 or at PSSourceViz. All that good stuff. YouTube.com says PlayStation Source. Uh, I'm getting uh, a really cool PS5 accessory sent to me you know what i'm saying a bit of a something that i know a lot of people are gonna be looking for this holiday season you know what i'm saying wink wink nudge nudge you know what i'm saying um so that's coming up on the channel very very cool and yeah that's about it very nice uh if you want to follow me on anything twitter tiktok at chun2d2 here uh your audio service of choice apple podcast spotify Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts, you can find new episodes of the JoyClicks Gamescast every Friday. Um, rating and reviewing the show, if you can, on your platform would be appreciated because it helps us out. 
and helps the show find more people. If you enjoy it, it takes a quick second to just tap the stars. If you feel like taking another second, you can just say show good in a comment. That'd be nice. Uh, if you want to support us further, though, patreon.com slash joyclicks at the $1 and $5 tiers. Five bucks, you'll get producer credit on this show and every show we do, like Aaron Easton and Charles Applin. So thank you very much. But that is it for Gamescast. Like I said, we'll be back next week. Look forward to it. Until then, it's pizza time. It's pizza time. Thank you.